Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Authentic Audience Podcast. This week, I have had a couple of requests to do another solo episode. So this week will be a solo episode with me, yours truly. Um, A lot has happened since I started this podcast. I think we're about eight or nine episodes in. So today on this episode, I wanted to just check in, um, give an authentic and honest update to where I am at, how things are going, how things are moving, and talk about a couple of things that have been coming up for me and for my clients on almost every call. It's funny how when something is happening in the universe, it tends to be happening for everyone um, to some extent. Or another, people tend to experience the same kind of growing pains. We are human beings after all. And that is what I decided to title this episode is Growing Pains. I had Destiny Berman on the show a couple of weeks ago and she talked about these growth edges that we feel um, every time we grow or scale in our business and then meeting or coming up against that next growth edge and how we handle it or adjust, should I say. So yeah, it's going to be a sort of all of the things episode and I hope you enjoy it. So I thought I'd start by giving sort of a brief overview of how things have been going for me in my business the last couple of months. I do a lot of, I guess coaching um, is, I don't love that word, but I spend a lot of my time um, working with clients, helping them with their businesses, growing their businesses. And I've been spending a lot of time um, the last couple of months digging deep into mine, uh, growing authentic audience in the right way. And just so much has come out of these conversations. And I'm excited to share it with you. Uh, It's not something I have really been talking about at all. So just wanted to fill everyone in. Um, So since we started the podcast, it's been going really well been working a lot, traveling a lot, (laughs) same, same. Um, But one thing that has sort of transpired in the past month or two, we are looking at bringing on a close, close friend and colleague of mine as the CEO of my business. Um, This sort of... (laughs) The way this happened was really organic. It I process uh, by speaking. So when I speak something out loud for the first time is usually when I'm processing it for the first time. So we were out to dinner a couple of weeks ago, over a month ago now, and we were just talking about the business. And this person has been super instrumental in the growth and success of our company uh, since day one. He is very successful, knows a lot about marketing, and has given us like the biggest sort of inspiration and strategy and all of the things when it comes to our company. And he is soon to be potentially available uh, for work. And we were just talking at dinner and he was basically saying to us, okay, here's where the bottlenecks are happening. Here's who you should be hiring, this, that, and the other. And I just sort of said, why don't you do it? (laughs) 
why don't you run my company for me? And when I said this out loud, it was the first time I had even thought it. And over the last couple of weeks, we've actually been taking steps forward to try and see if this is possible. And I have to say that when I said that out loud, I had the biggest exhale that I have had. It's like since this has even become a potential possibility, my shoulders have dropped like three inches. I think, you know, we started this company not really knowing what it was going to be. An authentic audience, I'm happy to say, has completely taken on a life and energy of its own. The energy of authentic audience is different. It's separate from who I am. And I love that. I love that about the company. People know the name. People want to work with us. Um, and it, we're just sort of learning as we go. And I think one of the biggest mistakes I've seen a lot of people make in their business is this like inability to let go of control, which is something that I definitely struggle with. So of course it has to be the right people and it has to be the right person. But a shift that has happened for me in the last month or two is I want to hire people smarter than I am. I want to hire people to tell me what to do. I know that uh, the brand and the mission behind this company will always stay the same. I will always be a co-founder. I will always be a big piece of this thing. But I think it, it's exciting to me that people might want to come work with us, not just because of me. Um, and it turns out, <laughs> jumping ahead a little bit, but because I have become so much of the company, we're actually worth less. And I'm going to get into this um, in a little while, uh, when I talk about the finances side, but yeah, it's just been a really interesting sort of change. I'm bringing people on our board that are smarter than me. I'm willing to give away pieces of the company, big pieces of the company, if it means long-term success for authentic audience. Um, that's all I ever wanted was to help people. And I think at the rate that we're growing and at the success that we have had so far, um, I can't do it alone. And I have never run a company. I have never hired more than just a few people. We have a small team. And I think a lot of the paralysis was happening for me around the structuring, the organizationing, organization, um, all of that stuff, the hiring, because that's not what I do. I, I connect with people and I deliver high-level strategies for people to implement in their businesses and a piece of our company is actually implementing that. So yes, I can build landing pages, I can build websites, I can do all of the marketing and all of the strategy, but it, when it comes to actually running a company, um, I have no idea and I'm not afraid to say it. So what we're looking at now is finding the right people. Of course, this mission and the, the truth and the why and the heart of authentic audience is it's my baby, it's everything. And so there are some people that fate has magically had her way with us. And I think that it's exactly right. So I will continue to keep you updated on that front, but it's an exciting update because it, it did a lot for me mentally, just this shift of like, why are we hiring junior people that we can train when we should really be hiring people that know a hell of a lot more than we do and how to best grow this thing. So from that basically came a lot of meetings, a lot of conversations, a lot of outlining. 
our clients and projects and contracts and all of that fun stuff. And the biggest shift that happened for me recently that I was really excited to share about today is um, around money. And I know this is a hard conversation. It's a hard conversation for me. I hate being broke. I hate making money. I just, I have a weird relationship with money like most people do. And one of my closest, closest friends and human beings happens to be really good at money. So a couple weeks ago, I flew to New York to see him. His name is Wayne. And he, all he knows is money. (laughs) He knows how to invest. He knows how to save. He knows what to look at on a spreadsheet. He knows how to create a financial spreadsheet. And he helped me. He sat down with me for about five hours and asked me a lot of questions. And I have to say... This was probably the most uncomfortable five hours I've had. Uh, I trust him completely, of course, but he was, I mean, showing somebody your bank accounts is very personal. Um, Your spending habits, your debt, um, how much you spend every month into the business, all of this different kinds of stuff, kind of uncomfortable to go there. And I went there and I sat there with him, sort of like, (laughs) um, you know, wiggling in my seat uh, while he asked me a slew of questions, which surprised me that I knew most of the answers to. So what came out of this is um, sort of a, a relief or another exhale that we're doing okay. And for a while I was operating in this place like if I don't work until midnight tonight, we're going to fail or this, this total fear of failure around money without actually even knowing <laughs> how much I had, which is embarrassing to say. Um, so now I know. And he created spreadsheets for me and asked me a lot of questions. And this really got me thinking. And this is something that I wanted to share. So he started asking me about each product project and each client, how many man hours goes into that project or person every week and how much money we make from that. And I had to sit down and really think about it. I had not done a time audit on myself. And this led to a whole slew of other things that I decided to audit in my life. But I had to sit down and look at how I was spending my day every day. So there's one thing to say, oh, I'm so busy all the time. But like, what was I actually doing? And how many hours was I spending on each project? And how much money was created? How much revenue was created from that amount of time? So in this process, I got to see the value, the monetary value of my time. And that has helped me make so many decisions just by having control over this. Like if I work X amount of hours on X project, this is how much I create for my business. And I was just kind of flying by the seat of my pants before this, taking on every project, taking on every consult, bringing on new programs and clients and all of this stuff without really taking a look at what was generating the most money for my business. And now I know that and I have that information and I was shocked to find some of the information that I found out doing this. So that's one thing that I just wanted to share is like, how are you spending your time? If you're an entrepreneur, we're spreading ourselves very thin and tend to throw spaghetti at a wall and see if it sticks a lot of the time. But if you're 
one to five years into your business, that means that you have had some success and there is data to measure that success. So (laughs) if you know, if I spend an hour a week on my podcast and that's going to lead to more clients, more people finding out about me, more people knowing who I am, that's a good use of my time that kind of stuff. So I know that if I do a webinar, for example, on something new in marketing, that works, that converts. Like, why am I wasting my time on all of these other avenues that are not converting to revenue or to growth? Or, you know, it doesn't always have to be monetary. I invested a lot in doing that marketing your Dharma talk. And from that, 250 people who didn't know my name before knew my name afterwards. And now I have this video that I can use to promote and share about my company. So that was worth my time and actually being more conscious of these things and how we're spending our time and who we're investing in, who we're meeting with, instead of just saying yes all the time or no all the time. That's not my problem, but (laughs) not going to name names, but my business partner has this. Anyway, um, so that sort of money freedom, I felt freedom. That's what I felt. And I haven't really felt freedom around money in as long as I can remember when one of the smartest people I know that I trust with my life and my bank account tells me you're doing just fine. And in fact, you can afford to hire three people. (laughs) That felt really good. So that's what we're working on now is contracts, is hiring, is meeting with people smarter than me that can contribute things that I am not capable of contributing to this beautiful, wonderful business that we have created thus far. So yeah, it's a big one. And I think when we can actually narrow down the things that create value and abundance in our life, we can actually get rid of a lot of things that are taking up way too much of our time. And time is something that I value above most things. I was realizing recently the reason why I get so mad when my plan gets changed or when my flight gets canceled is because I'm like being robbed of my time. I really value my time and the people I spend it with. And when things happen that are out of my control, that take away from my time that I had no control over, I get really upset. But the funny thing is, is I actually have a lot of control over my time. And I, every time somebody last week, someone was like, what do you need? How can I help you? And I was like, time, I need more time. And so that leads into a bigger time audit in general. And this has come up. I work with Alex Jameson. She's an amazing coach in uh, Brooklyn. And she talks about this thing called a time audit. Um, So not only how you're spending your time in terms of finances and in terms of money, but just how you're spending your time in general. So one other piece, this is super separate um, from the business side that's been coming up that I wanted to share is this idea of creating balance in our lives as entrepreneurs. Um, I have, of course, my business council, my business team, all of those things. I have my spiritual council, which I value really important. My teachers, my yoga teachers, mentors, 
the people that I can have those deeply spiritual conversations and teachings with. And there was a pillar missing for me uh, up until very recently. And that was like my mental health and my physical health, uh, my body and mind. I wasn't really taking care of this at all, so much so that I wasn't even aware. For example, I've been asked how many hours of sleep do you get a night? I didn't know. How much water do you drink every day? I had no idea. I had dedicated so much of my time to the business pillar that these other aspects of my life were falling short and I was finding myself exhausted and actually not able to work as much. So a couple of things I did. Um, First, I joined a women's coaching group, uh, Yana Robinson, who will be a guest on this podcast sometime very soon. Um, She does this women's coaching group, which I decided to join. The timing worked out. It was perfect. And in this group, it's for uh, female business owners and entrepreneurs, but we don't talk about business. Uh, We talk about all the things that affect our business, which is time management, self-care, self-love, and boundaries. And that's a big one for me. Um, I don't set very many boundaries, especially in my business. I like to be available for everyone all the time at the expense of my health and my well-being. So that program, meeting with these women every other week, I've gotten so much out of this. I've been so against group programs for so long, and the most amazing things that I invested in this past year were group programs. So I've changed my tune on that. Um, And so that's the first thing I was doing. And so with working with Yana in this group, I started becoming like more aware of, holy shit, some days I'm going four days without moving my body. Like, that's crazy. So starting to schedule yoga into my schedule, the movement piece, the meditation piece, the sleep piece. And then I took it a step further and started working with a nutritionist. And she covers all the bases, food, sleep, movement, you name it. And I think I was really resistant to this because I knew that if somebody looked at my sleeping and eating habits, it would not be good. Um... It started the nutritionist. I got a facial a few weeks ago and she, (laughs) the girl doing my facial was like, have you had any water this week? And I had to like, think about it. My face was so dehydrated. She could tell that I have not had a sip of water in days. We drink a lot of sparkling water, but doesn't count. I just needed water. Like my body was physically and like showing that it was dehydrated. So That was embarrassing. And I decided, you know what, I need to get it together. I'm 30 years old. And if I'm not healthy, my business can't be healthy. So met with a nutritionist. She gave me some mind blowing tips. One of which is just the amount of hours that I'm sleeping every night. Um, I was telling her about these different sort of sleep patterns I get into. And just from her telling me, okay, you either need six and a half or no, wait, seven and a half or nine hours of sleep was that, that was at seven and a half or nine. So I'm a seven and a half kind of person. Um, and that's my sweet spot. But any time in between that, I would wake myself up during like a bad cycle. I can't explain this properly. I'm sure you guys know more about this. Um, and I was waking up sort of groggy and all this stuff. So totally starting my day wrong, just because I didn't know how much I should be sleeping. 
than the water. I wasn't even drinking a tenth of the amount of water that I should be drinking. She told me what kinds of things I need to include in my meals. Turns out I wasn't eating enough. I was actually sort of starving my body, storing fat, all this fucked up shit. So even just a couple of days um, taking vitamins and drinking water and eating a little bit healthier and more frequently game changer. Like it's four o'clock. I haven't crashed and I have not had coffee today. So that was a really big deal. And I think that's sort of where I'm at is just auditing my life. And I'm calling this episode growing pains because I think, you know, we reach these edges, these places in business and in life that we didn't really think we would get to. I mean, having a successful company that's returning a serious amount of revenue, helping a ton of people, being married, living in our own apartment in San Francisco, or not our own, we rent, but living in San Francisco in a really nice apartment. These are all like growth um, goals that I had. And then once I got there, I wasn't really thinking about what was next. I was just sort of like unconsciously like floating along now that I had reached these goals and was really paralyzed when it came to to setting my next goal for myself or like that next thing. And that's in business and personal as well. And for me, it goes really hand in hand. If I'm not sleeping, I can't show up well on my calls. I'm not going to be able to spend seven hours that day editing a project or meeting a deadline if I haven't eaten. And so I think for all of us, it really goes hand in hand. And when Destiny was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, it really like clicked for me when she told me that 50% of what she does is business and the other 50 is like energy healing, intuition, spiritual, all of that kind of stuff, which for a while I think I kept a little too separate from my business. So just a lot of growth, a lot of growing pains. And the other thing she said is every time you have a launch or a new project, it's like a birth and growing pains or labor pains uh, are going to go with that. Um, and we have new projects and new launches pretty much every week. So of course there's going to be growing pains. Of course there's going to be edges that we need to reach and get past. And I would have to say after doing a time audit of my financial sort of value and time and projects and man hours mixed with how and when am I sleeping, moving, eating, I feel like a huge sense of control. Like when that stuff happens out of your control, flights get canceled, things happen, people get sick. We don't have control over that, but we actually have control over a lot of our time, especially as entrepreneurs. We have control over who we work with, how we spend our time, when we eat, what we eat. And I love control. <laughs> I am a control freak. And so much of this that was in my control, I was not taking control over. So I just feel a lot lighter. Um, we'll see how long this lasts. I know the way the seasons go, we're sort of in a you know season of fire and I, we're going from Taurus into Gemini. So we're not astrologically in a fire sign, but I feel very fiery in my company and wanting to create. I'm waking up motivated, inspired, and I have friends that are creating a lot of cool stuff uh, just in the last couple of weeks and colleagues. And it would be a little bit of sleep, I don't know, for the past couple of months. It's cold, it's shitty, now it's warm, it's great, and we want to create. So on that note around creating, 
One of my mentors said something to me recently, and this was sort of like the piece I wanted to end on is around mindset. Uh, This time of year, he said right now, whatever's going on around business, it's like this boom or bust mentality, boom or bust. So wherever your mindset goes, like if you have a project or a retreat that you're announcing or a launch coming up or a new offering, I know so many people setting up new offerings that they want to put out there. And there's a lot of fear and resistance that goes around that. And I've talked about resistance a lot. Um, but just getting your mindset into this space of boom, like this is going to be a success. I'm going to make the right decisions emotionally, mentally, personally, financially, creatively for this to be a success and to sort of trust and drop into that place of surrender and trust. This isn't a time for fake it till you make it. This is a time for know what you're doing, know what you're talking about, know what you're creating. Don't fake it. No bullshit like boom or bust. And I started thinking about this because he said to me, like, are you a boom or bust right now? And I said, boom, for sure. I'm a boom. And he said, well, that's funny. Why haven't you guys launched your email marketing program yet? Like, are you afraid it's a bust? And I started to think about that. And I think um, Clay is worried about that. I think he is worried about launching something new, putting it out there and having it not be a success. When I've seen it, he's he's really uh, handled this email marketing program we're about to launch, and it's fucking amazing. I mean, he's so good at this. He loves automation and teaching people how to do things and walk people through things and set up apps and all this stuff. It's such a valuable program. But I think that there was this little fear around it being a bust. And so we just have to shift that mindset and we have to shift that mindset all of the time. Like we have so much more control than we think over our business as entrepreneurs. When you're working for somebody else or, I mean, even then you have control over your mood and your energy and how you spend your time and all of that kinds of stuff. But when you're running your own thing, when there's no ceiling, you can grow it as big as you want. You can sleep in as late as you want or you can not sleep. It's really in your control. And sort of taking that control back. So in the past few months, I just have been feeling a lot of growing pains. And then in the last couple of weeks, it's like, okay, it's all fine. We've got this. Like, I know what I'm doing. I have the right team. I'm hiring the right people. I'm making the right decisions and trusting that this spring and this quarter that we're in will be a boom for us. So... I just want to share that with you, thinking about the projects and the work that you have going on, even the relationships. If you're starting a new relationship, anything new, like the mindset that we take into it is huge. And I know this audience gets that. Um, manifesting and all of that stuff is very real. And so just meditating on tonight or even journaling on or writing in your spreadsheets of your Capricorn next to each project that you're doing, literally writing, boom. Um, the other thing I'm having my people do in my mastermind, which I invite you to do as well, is a time audit for yourself. For the next week, um, take a look at every day how you're spending your time. I actually calculate it down to the minutes, how many minutes I spend emailing, how many minutes I spend deciding what I want to eat or if I'm going to yoga or not. Just thinking takes up a lot of time and how we can start to 
get some of that stuff out of our head and into action and other stuff maybe not into action if it's not going to be of value to you personally or professionally. So yeah, I think just taking a better look at and being more conscious, and I hate using the word mindful right now because it's everywhere, but mindful about what you're doing, who you're seeing, who you're talking to, what you're eating, what you're putting in your body. You are what you eat and you are who you spend the most of your time with. And so just being more conscious of this and taking control of the pieces of this that we have control over, I think is really important. So yeah, that was kind of a lot. Um, that's the update here. We've got a lot of travel coming up. Um, we're going to go see Trevor Hall, uh, for Red Rocks, um, which happens to be on my birthday. There's a lot of babies, um, in our lives right now, which I think has subconsciously been a big sort of kick in the butt for me to, to get things under control in my business. Um, I forgot to mention this, but when Wayne was doing my finances for me, he talked to me about this thing called key man risk. And I have key man risk. What that is, is, um, if somebody was looking at investing in my company or whatever reason, um, it's something they take into account. And if I were to disappear right now, my company would disappear. It would not be able to function because I am the one bringing in the new leads. I am the one out there networking, connecting, feeling, all of the things that are bringing in new people all of the time. And it's sort of my face on it. Now, once you start working with us, you realize that um, <laughs> I'm surrounded myself with people a lot smarter than me. Um, and you're held and seen and cared for, but I'm the one that's actually sort of like bringing in the work. Um, and if I were to go away, that would go away. So that wouldn't look so hot for an investor. And from that standpoint, so with that being said, I'm really taking a look at bringing on more people so that people are just more and more excited to work with authentic audience um, and less and less excited to work with me, which might hurt my ego, but it will be better for my business. So that happening also, with my best friends having babies, um, I dropped everything and went to the hospital to hold my best friend's baby. Her husband's actually going to be on this podcast next week. Alex George, great guy. Uh, super excited to interview him. Um, and I held this like two-hour old baby and it was like everything melted. I miss this baby. I've seen her twice. The second time I went over there, I just held her for hours and I could not pay attention to anything else that was going on in that room. All I wanted to do was look at this baby. It's like holding God, holding infants. I just, it's magic. And so I had this whole thought in my head like, oh yeah, I could totally like have a newborn on my lap and keep working. And I, I think I would be distracted. So holding these babies, watching my friends become moms, realizing that that is something that is something so important to me. I It's one of my biggest goals and has always been to be a mom. So that all being said, I got to get this business in a place where it's okay if I want to take some time off. It will still run successfully. My clients and people and customers will still be held and feel seen and find success in whoever they are met with here. So just a ton of stuff happening, a ton of growth, a ton of introspection. I'm grateful. I've hired a couple new designers, um, contractors, landing page builders, media buyers. I'm just taking the time to actually 
train the right people instead of doing it all myself to give myself a little bit more space to sleep, to drink water, to go to yoga, to connect with the people I want to connect with. Authentic audience is still important to me. It's just as important to me as it's always been, if not more, which is why I'm taking the time to do all of this and to talk about this. And yeah, I know this was probably a little bit all over the place, but I think I'm a little all over the place right now in terms of where I'm spending my time and energy and just shifting and adjusting and moving and changing. And then when you hold a baby, (laughs) nothing else really matters. So life is good. Life is busy. Uh, Lots of travel. I already said that. Oh, we're launching a retreat. That's really exciting. Um, I'm going to talk about that probably um, in a couple of weeks, but I'm going to host my first ever retreat. Um, I've always wanted to have a conference where I bring people together, my teachers, my mentors, but I realized that I want to take people to the space that is healed me, which is my yoga teacher training facility, Yandara. They have now opened up their space with these gorgeous glamping tents, this yoga studio overlooking the ocean, uh, this amazing saltwater pool, delicious meals all day for retreats. So instead of having a stuffy business conference uh, somewhere, I'm going to do it poolside in December. So if you want to join me, it's going to be all of the things, um, yoga and meditation, sound healings, fire ceremony stuff with my teachers that have taught me, as well as business workshops, marketing, launching, all of that stuff throughout the day. So I'm really combining the two, everything that makes me me and that has allowed me to create a successful business. I want to share those tools. So working on that. And uh, yeah, that is what's happening. I hope uh, this was helpful. I know that when things are happening for me and for all of my clients, it's probably happening for a lot of people because that's the way this wonderful universe works. So Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being a part of this journey. Thank you for supporting me and my company. Um, We would not be here (laughs) if it wasn't for you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And until next time, keep growing.